0: Thank you for being with us today. We would love to have you join us in person to partner with us or to give online. Go to www.upperroomohio.com. We hope you enjoy this message.
1: Can you say praise the Lord? Praise the Lord. I'll tell you what. God is good. Uh, she was talking about promises earlier and uh, I keep several in my Bible that people have written me at at times and this one comes from uh, Ian Carroll's wife wrote this to me and it says a word for, for Greg he has passed the baton to Aaron and Nicole but God says thank you this is not a demotion but it's a promotion you're a dog with a bone, a bulldog you do not give up God has more for you. You're a father uh, of many in your region. You'll see more increase. There's more God has for you to do. And uh, she spoke a blessing on my marriage, which I'm very, very glad to have. And then I have another one. I'm not going to, I got several, but uh, it says, Renewed hope, not on your way out or done. There is a new arena. And uh, I really believe that. I believe God's done so much for me, and he's got so much more to do. And uh, I'm excited about it. So uh, uh, I just want to, I wouldn't be Greg if I didn't tell a few jokes. So uh, I want to preach today about being old. And, uh, and uh, I think the title of my message is Grandpa. But, uh, and I, I'm really preaching on Caleb. And uh, if I was to put something on him, I would say Grandpa still has it. And uh, not saying this grandpa has it, but uh, there's times where I feel like I do. But uh, uh, Caleb really did have it. And uh, it was, uh, I had a vision to start this church. And, uh, and we started at a little church down the road. And uh, God's been very, very good to us, He's blessed us. And uh, I tell everybody, everybody, that they say, man, We go by the church parking lot, and there's a lot of cars there. You guys, you know, you you have something going on there. You ought to really be proud. Well, I am proud, and I let them know that uh, uh, if they would have went down to the old church, there were some cars there, but not as many. And uh, that uh, Pastor Aaron and Pastor Nicole have really done a great, uh, great work here. God has blessed them, has anointed them, and uh, very proud of them. But uh, I want to talk about old age, and the fact is, in Psalms 92.14, I just want to read that real quick, and it says, even in old age, they will still produce fruit, they will remain vital and green. So I want to let everybody know, who's over the age of 60, that uh, you're still producing fruit. You're still vital, still vital to this church. You really are. Uh, Someone said one time that you know when you're getting older, when everything hurts. And what doesn't hurt doesn't work. (laughs) And uh, they talk about the gleam in the eye. And uh, somebody told me one time I had a gleam in my eye. And uh, that was just from the sun hitting my bifogals. Uh, And you feel like the morning after, and you haven't been anywhere. You look into your address book, and it seems like the the most names in your address book ends in M.D. Uh, You get winded playing chess. Your mind makes contracts that your body can't keep. You know the answers, but uh, nobody ever asks you the questions. You look forward to this. This is me. You look forward to a dull evening at home. <laughs> Anybody with me? You know. Oh God, give me a dull evening at home. Uh, that tells you that you're not young anymore. Uh, you're turning out the lights for economic reasons rather than romantic ones. Your knees buckle, but sometimes the uh, belt won't. Your back goes out more than you go out. And the best part of your day is over when the alarm goes off. <laughs> and sometimes you sink your uh, teeth into a steak and it stays there, the teeth. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I, I got this uh, from a 10-year-old boy, and he, they wanted him to write about what a grandpa is. And he says, a grandpa is a lot like dad, except he always spoils you. And never spanks you. He has whiter hair than a dad, but not much of that either. Don't be laughing. A grandpa asks me questions about me. He wants to know what other people don't even care about me. and and, And what makes me such a good boy. A grandpa likes to say yes and hates to say no. When I'm with grandpa, I'm the most important person in the world. When to bed at night, I know that Grandpa prays for me, and I'm glad that you're my Grandpa. And uh, to me, one of the greatest things in life is being a Grandpa. Amen. We have any grandparents in here? Raise your hand. Isn't that great just to be a grandparent? I'll tell you what. You can't. Uh, you can't even begin to uh, put anything on that. Well, before I get started, I wanted to ask my wife uh, to come and. Uh, pray over the message that we're getting ready to speak. It isn't going to be long, and uh, uh, I want her to uh, ask the prayer, and uh, also, I think she had a dream, and, and I know that uh, when Nicole was talking about dreams, she uh, told me about a dream, and I said, well, share it. Amen.
0: The dream that I had this morning, um, it, you know, I, I, I like to put things on the shelf until I understand I'm not... If I sit in a prayer meeting and people say, you didn't say anything, it's because I don't want to say anything unless I feel prompted that it's valuable. So um, the dream that I had this morning was was me, so representing, think of yourself. Um, and I was putting everything into this other person and trying to encourage them. And they were running off and I was going after them. And they had scars all over their face. And I'm like, oh. I have the answer. I have an ointment for you. If you put this on your face, your scars will go away. And um and they said they would do that. Well, then there was another person sitting there who said, "Patty, and I, and um you know, and I looked in the mirror and I had scars on my face." I'm like, "And they and they said, "Are you going to put the ointment on your face and get rid of the scars?" And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize they were there." And so Um, And I said, yes, I will. And so I want you to think about that as Jesus. And I want you to think about lots of times, you know, being a parent and being a grandma, I give everything to everybody else. As a wife, I support my husband. I will put aside my things because of them that I love and them that I want to help. And then sometimes you don't recognize that you need Jesus, that you need that healing. And so I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to um, consider that right now and ask Jesus to give you that ointment for you. Today is the day for that ointment to go on you. Today is a day for you to have rest and to come to him for you. So um, let's go to prayer. Father, I just thank you and praise you for your unconditional love. And and that you kiss us when we have scars on our face, when we're not perfect. And we thank you and ask that you go to each and every individual here and search their hearts and, and their desires and help them, Father, to be enlightened again and on fire again and to believe in themselves again because you are the one that makes us strong. When we are weak, you said you are strong. And God... And Nicole was talking about our faith and they were talking about some of us has lost hope. Some of us don't know how to pray and we've got scars and it hinders us. God, I pray that you come in right now and that you apply your anointing oil to their face. That you, you apply healing in their life today and that they are free and they have new skin as a baby and a gleam in their eye, no matter what age Father. And Father, I pray for my husband Greg right now I thank you for him. I believe that we are to serve you to the last breath that we take and that we never retire in you. And Lord, that we are vessels for your use. And so Father, I thank you for him. I ask that the words that he speaks today are your words. The heart that he speaks from is your heart. And the experiences that he has would encourage and uplift and inspire others, Father, to not give up and to shake off the old rags and to put on the new. And we just praise you and thank you for this opportunity to be here today, to love you and to receive from you. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, a lot of you that don't know me or don't know me well, uh, I was raised... (coughs) By a father who was a pastor, and uh, he was an old time Pentecostal pastor. And uh, I can't get up here and say anything or do anything without a little bit of Dorsey Simmons, D O R S E Y, my dad's name, rubbing off on me a little bit. Right, Nick? And uh, there's something. Uh, Uh, There's hardly a day goes by, I don't think, about my dad. I was very close to him. I was his assistant pastor uh, before I even become a pastor. And uh, right before he died, the Sunday before he died, he got up and he preached in my church. And uh, it's just something that uh, has stuck with me. And so today, I'm kind of honoring him. uh, And now it's me because I'm the one that's old now. And, And... And you guys can laugh out there, but one of these days it might be you up here. Amen. Getting old. But I'll tell you what, I love the praise and worship today. And like I said, I got a little Pentecost in me today, and uh, I might get carried away if I do. Just forgive me. But there's something about that new wine, amen, that they were singing about. Amen. I like that. Something about walking out on new ground. God taking you someplace that you haven't been before. Amen. And it's a great thing. Amen. I'm going forward and I'm going on new ground. There's something about new power. Amen. I haven't felt that before and it kind of goes through you, you know, that new power. And there's something about that new freedom. Uh, God gives us a freedom from our past. Amen. We're going to preach a little bit about that. And there's one thing that I really, 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 really like. And that's that new fire. Amen. Uh, I don't have to depend upon the fire when God gave it to me uh, when I was 20 years old. Uh, I can have some new fire at 70. Come on now. I'm talking seven decades. Amen. Amen. God's a good God. Amen. Uh, I want to read a scripture real quick here. And it's found in Joshua 14, 10 and 10 to 12. And it uh, says this. Now then, and we're talking about old Grandpa Caleb. Now then, just as the Lord promised, he's kept me alive for 45 years since the time he said this to Moses. Now, he said this to Moses when he was 40. So, how many of you can add in your head 40 and 45? 85. And and we'll hear it here in a minute. Why, Israel moved about in the wilderness, so here I am today. 85 years old. I'm still as strong today as the day that Moses sent me out. Now, I'm not disputing how strong that Caleb was. But I know, brother, and and I know you feel the same way at times. I I wake up in the morning, and I still feel like sometimes I'm 30 years old. And so I I might tell somebody, I'm just as strong now as what I was then. I'm not. (laughs) Amen. Uh, Realization hits me sometimes, but I think Caleb was in the moment. Hey, I'm just as strong now, and, and there's times where I feel like, bring it on. Amen. There's times where I just feel like, you know, come on. I still got it. Amen. And, uh, but he says, uh, I'm still as strong today as the day that Moses sent me out. I'm just as vigorous to go to battle now as I was then. Now give me this hill country that the Lord promised me that day. You yourself heard that the uh, Anakites were there and their cities were large and fortified. Anakites were giants. But the Lord helping me, I will drive them out just as he said. Caleb was a courageous man. He had the courage to move on in every stage in life. I don't know about you, but you work uh, towards goals in life. Many times people start off, well, I'm going to do this. This is the way I'm going. And there's roadblocks that happen, and sometimes we give up. Sometimes we feel like we can't go on. But I'm telling you what, when you put your hand in the hand, amen. Jesus Christ. Amen. You can go over a barricade. You can go through a barricade. You can walk through a wall. Woo, I'm feeling it. I feel like I could walk through a wall. I really do. I I better settle down. Amen. So uh, has anybody got them roadblocks and you feel like you can't move on? Caleb was born in Egypt, which means he was born a slave to Pharaoh It was a tough life and a hard job, and when he was 40 years old, he left Egypt. And so for the next 40 years, he's wandering around in the desert. Amen. It wasn't an easy job. There were people that lived nearby, communities, that come out and fought them. There were people, and there were snakes, and there were different things that was happening. There was no water. Sometimes they didn't, you know, they didn't know where where they was going to get water. It was a tough life. But finally, he reaches that place in his life where, hey, I want that land. Amen. I want it. So I want to give you three things concerning Caleb that can help us have the courage to move on. One is forget the past. Everybody say forget the past. Amen. Now somebody say, wait a minute now. Uh, History is the past. and We learn from history. We can learn from it. But there's a lot of things that you've done wrong. Or am I the only one here that's done wrong in the past? Amen. I need to forget those things. Fact is, I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures about it. Amen. We need to forget the past. Uh, and so when Caleb moved on in his life, the promises of God, he had the courage to forget what, whatever was behind him. And if you really turn to the book of Numbers and begin to read about it and everything, uh, he was one of the 12 spies sent out uh, uh, Ten came back, the majority, ten, they gave the majority report. Oh, boy, there's giants in the land. Yeah, it's flowing with milk, milk and honey, and it's got great things, but we're not able to take it. Where the other two, Joshua and Caleb, they come back and said, we're well able. Man, is that place a great place. And, yeah, there's giants in the land, but God already said he's going to take care of that for us. Amen. You know what, sometimes we listen to too many people that discourage us. We listen to too many people that will bring us down. Amen. And what we need to listen to is what Jesus says, and we need to go on in our life. Amen. And so uh, even told, uh, uh, they were even told by the Lord there were giants, it was no big deal. And so we have the majority report, and the minority report, and it says we can't take the land But in Numbers 13, 30, and 31, then Caleb silenced the people. Amen. You know what? I like it when somebody steps up and takes command. I like it when somebody will take that leadership role and say, this is what we're going to do. And there's something about it inside your heart, inside your mind, that you realize they're right. Amen. Uh, How many times has somebody been up here preaching? Uh, Somebody been up here teaching? And you say, yeah. Amen. Amen. That's the way I'm going. That's what I want to do. And you walk out of here different than what you walked in. Amen. Amen. Now, I don't know about you, but I plan on walking out of here different than, I, than when I came in. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses, and he said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack these people. They're stronger than we are. Amen. I'll tell you what, I've seen a lot of strong people go down. Amen. Uh, I've seen a lot of things happen in my life that I can't even begin to uh, tell you about. it. Numbers 14 and 4 says this. The people, uh, it it says the people of Israel turned their thoughts back to Egypt. Numbers 14 and 4. And they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. What was they thinking about? Thinking about that past. Hey, at least we got to eat something. We had some onions, some leeks. Amen. They forgot about making the bricks. They forgot about making the pyramids. They forgot about the uh, the whips that was put upon their back. Amen. But you know what? Caleb didn't even think about going back. The only thing he thought about was going forward. And uh, and 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 I really like what he says. And uh, he says in Numbers 14 and 6, Joshua's son of Nun, Caleb's son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the land, they tore their clothes and said to the entire Israel assembly, the land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord's pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord. And uh, Caleb turned his back on Egypt, and he's turned his back on the past. And the Lord says, even in Luke uh, uh, 9.62, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service. You know what that's saying? That's saying, come on, put the plow down, we're gone. Amen. We're, we're, We're lining it up. Some of these people that mow the grass, I'll tell you what, the grass looks good out here. And they get on that mower, and they're following, and it's a straight line out there. And uh, they've never asked me to mow because they like them straight lines. Amen. <laughs> and uh, I'm blind in one eye and can't hardly see out of the other. But uh, that might be telling my age, too. I don't know. But uh, I'm being serious about that. I have a hard time seeing out of the right eye. Uh, the left eye works pretty good, but sometimes they don't work together. And uh, my wife said, Greg, you're going off the road. You're getting too close to the center line. Amen. Slap my head, my eyes kind of focus back out, and I'm good to go. Amen. But I'll tell you what, there's something about going forward, not looking back. You know what? I've done been back there. Amen. Uh, I I don't need to go back. I don't need those kind of things. I need to go forward. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to go forward. Uh, uh, The Lord said to a man that was 38 years old, he says, take up thy bed and walk. What if that man would have lived in the past? He would have said, wait a minute, I was born crippled. Wait a minute, I have I, never walked. I'm 38 years old. What do you mean get up and walk and pick up the bed beside Amen. I'm telling you what, there's a God that I serve that says, take up thy bed and walk. He's saying, don't look behind. Don't worry about what you were. Don't worry about what happened back there. But you need to start moving forward. I don't know about you, but I want to go forward in Jesus. Amen. Philippians 3.13 says this, but one thing I do, Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. You know what? Memory is a good thing. It really is. I've got good memories, but also got bad memories. I don't want to live in a bad, amen? I really don't. I don't want to go back. You know what? Uh, when we moved to this church, and uh, Pastor Aaron may remember, uh, and I don't mean to be calling anybody stupid, so I won't do that. Let's just say that people might have been a little ignorant once we moved in here. Oh, we worship so much better over at the other church. I wish we was back to the other church. Well, most of those are gone, really. Uh, it wasn't true. God was here in a mighty way. Amen. And what happens is when people live in the past, they just stay in the past. Amen. I've got more fire now than what I had back in the past. I got what they were singing about this morning, a fresh fire, because that's where I'm at right now. Amen. I want something fresh. I remember preaching a message one time called hot bread. Uh, And and I was kind of comparing it to manna, you know, uh, when uh, uh, it was fresh every morning and and it was good and fresh. And there's something about my mom used to make hot rolls and hot bread every day. Uh, We had homemade bread. And it would come out of the oven, and I'd be a little kid. I'd be dancing there because I knew she's going to put some butter on it. And they had homemade apple butter, and they had homemade jelly. And uh, I would get to get uh, a glass of milk and some of that hot bread. I don't know about you, but I want some hot bread. Amen. I want something new. I don't want something old I I want a new thing amen when I met my wife she wrote me a poem and it was about a new song singing a new song and I'll tell you what that's one thing I want to do too I want to sing a new song I want to go new places Uh, I want to go someplace where I haven't been before the Bible says that they stepped their feet on land that they had never been before amen I don't know about you but it's time to go forward it's time to go someplace you haven't been Amen. God wants you to conquer. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm losing my place here. Amen. So you have to forget your past. You really do. Uh, the truth is everyone has blown it at some time or another. Nothing you do right now is going to change your past. Your past is your past. You learn from it and you let go. And you realize that we serve a wonderful, wonderful God that forgives us, Amen. And every day's a new day, Amen. God forgives what happened before behind us. And somebody say, "Well, you're this and you're that." Well, no, I'm not. I'm walking over here now. That was back there, and I'm not even going to t- turn around and look at it, Amen. I'm plowing ahead, Amen. And number two, uh, uh, He give uh, Caleb faith to uh, to face the present. To, and uh, I believe that every day's life, uh, you know, he went through so much. Uh, Numbers uh, 13.30 says, Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we certainly can do it. You know what? There were 603,550 men besides women and children that left Egypt. <coughs> That's a bunch. That's over a million people, way over a million. And there was three people, Moses, Caleb, and Joshua, said, let's go. And there was a million people who said, no, let's not. <laughs> Amen. Mm. I'll tell you what, there's something about it. Amen. When God blesses. Yes. How many ever been blessed by God? Yes. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mm. Jay, were we blessed Monday? I'll tell you what, I went walleye fishing Monday morning and uh, I don't mind telling you because this is a blessing from God and I'm giving God the praise for it. I've never ever, I've been up there at least 30, 40 times up to Lake Erie, walleye fishing and I've worked for them and I've been up there where I've, where everybody on the boats caught two, two fish before, where I'm fishing all day long to where my arms feel like they're going to drop off and I get nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Amen. I love walleye. And uh so we went up, we got there about six thirty. Uh they started out probably about twenty till seven. We got to our fishing spot about seven thirty. At nine thirty they picked up the anchor, they pulled every pulled all the poles in, and we went back in. Two hours. 42 awesome. walleye. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! tell you what I got we got the walleye didn't we it was in uh it, it was amazing I don't know why I got on the walleye but uh that's okay amen share with me in the walleye but now we got Caleb and he's up to his last battle he's 85 years old and uh age did not deter Caleb amen uh he didn't care I don't care how old I am uh, I've got a guy that lives across the street from me. He's 82, 84. He's 84. He walks up and down the road, and he's got his back all straight, and he looks good. And uh, fact is, uh, I, I love I love him, and he's a great Christian man too. He loves talking about the Lord, and uh, uh, there's times where he 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 has three chairs, uh, and they're outside chairs, and he has them folded up and they're up against his garage. Once in a while, Kenny, he opens them up and he'll sit down in one and have two more open. And uh, I walked over to talk to him the other day and he said, sit down. He said, that's what I do. He said, I open up these two chairs in case somebody wants to come over and talk to me. And uh, so I sat there for a while and then my wife came over and she sat down. We sat there for a while talking to him. And then he was done. He folded up his chairs, put them up against the garage. And uh, I looked out yesterday. I didn't have time to go over there, but I seen that he was unfolding his chairs and he was sitting down waiting for somebody to come by. Amen. He's not giving up. Amen. He still drives. He He went to church this morning. I'll tell you what. You can give up and you can say, well, I'm too hurt, I'm too this, I'm too that. Or you can just go on. And say, you know what, I'm going to make it. Amen. And so uh, a lot of times we even personal hindrances can uh, hurt us. But I I want to look at Caleb's testimony of daily living. And I'm kind of skipping ahead here. And uh, in Joshua 14 and 9, this is what Moses said about Caleb. So on that day, Moses swore to me, The land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children forever because you have followed the Lord, my God, wholeheartedly. This is Moses. What a testimony to have Moses say that about Caleb. Then this is the testimony that Joshua said about Caleb in Joshua 14, verses 13 and 14. Then Joshua blessed Caleb, the son of Jephthah, and gave him Hebron for, as his inheritance. So Hebron has belonged to Caleb, the son of Jephthah. The Kenizzite, every sense, because he followed the Lord, the God of Israel, wholeheartedly. You know what? Can you believe that? Moses is talking big about Caleb. Joshua's talking big about Caleb, but it gets better. It gets better. In uh, Deuteronomy 134-36, this is God's testimony. When the Lord heard what you said, he was angry and solemnly swore... No one from this evil generation shall see the good land I swore to give to your ancestors. Except Caleb, son of Jephthah. He will see it, and I will give, it, give him and his descendants the land he set his feet on because he followed the Lord wholeheartedly. And, uh, and then the Lord goes on to say in, in uh, Numbers 14.24, But because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went to, and his descendants will inherit it. And you know what? There's something that just kind of rings out at me there. A different spirit. You know what? That's that new fire. You know, Caleb, he'd wake up every day. Boy, this is going... You know one of the things that I say every day? Every day. Said it this morning, about 6 o'clock. This is going to be one of the best days of my life. Amen. God's going to bless me. Amen. I feel good. You know what? There's times where I can barely roll out of bed. And I say, I feel good. You know what I'm making? I'm making a statement. I'm making a statement to God. I'm making a declaration. This is going to be a great day. And I tell myself, it's a great day. I'm going to feel God today. God's going to bless me today. Amen. And we, we see it all the time. Now, Caleb's old. He's in the promised land, but some portion is yet to be won over. There were giants. The giants were living in the best place of the land, up in the mountains, in the hill country, in the country called Hebron. Caleb picked out the toughest enemy in the best land, and he said, that's the place I want. Come on. Well, Wait a minute, there's some obstacles there. How many times have you seen people take the easy way? Amen. I did that. I remember my dad one time. He was going to work. It was in the summer. Garden stuff was up about this high. It was a big garden, too. It was about half the size of this sanctuary in our backyard. And uh, he said, Greg, I want you to pull weeds today. You got all day. Take your time. Be sure to stay hydrated. Take your time. But I want them weeds pulled. And I said, okay. He said, I mean, I want the weeds pulled. I said, you got it. Dad goes to work. I go out around the first couple tomato plants, and I'm pulling weeds. I said, man, this is going to take me hours to pull these weeds. I went to the garage. I got a hoe and just started hoeing. And I mean, I cleaned that whole thing up in less than an hour, that whole thing. I mean, it looked good. I went back, and I looked at it, and I said, boy, that looks good. And my dad comes home from work, he said, did you get the weeds Greg? Did you pull them weeds? I said, I sure did, go out and take a look dad. He goes out, kicks a little dirt around a tomato plant, and he said, you used the hoe. I told you to pull the weeds. He said, they're all going to come back, every one of them. And I said, nothing. (laughs) He had me. And I may have took the trip down to his office, which was in the basement. Uh, but uh, I may have. I'm just saying, I may have. Uh, and the next time, I may have pulled weeds instead of cut the weeds. Amen. <laughs> but uh, I want you to know that uh, there's something about Caleb, you know? And the question is, did Caleb really take the land? Joshua 15:14 says, From Hebron, Caleb drove out the three Anakites, these three giants. Shishé, uh, and I may mispronounce the names, uh, Ahimon and uh, Telamai, the sons of Anak. And Caleb drove them out, and Hebron become his possession. You know why? Because he made the right decision. We need to be making some right decisions. He was dedicated. Uh, he had determination. And that's one of the things that, that, we, that we really need to have. Philippians 3.13 says... Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what's behind, straining towards what's ahead, I press towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I don't know, are you enjoying the blessings of God today? If you're not, you're in the right place, because we're going to pray for you, and you're going to get the blessings of God. Amen. God's going to just open up the windows of heaven and pour it out on you. Amen. Uh, James 4.18, and it just says this, and I just want to read the first part of it. It says, come close to God, and God will come close to you. That's a whole secret. It's pretty simple, isn't it? Come close to God, and God will come close to you. How many wants that closeness with God? Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand. I'm gonna finish up here. It won't take me but a minute. I'm not like uh, some other pastors that have closings two or three times. This will be one closing. Fact is, uh, uh, there's promises. There's promises, but I'm, I want you to know there's no promise without a process. Amen. We have to process this. Fact is, uh, the Bible says, "If you will, God will." It says, "Ask and you will." It says, seek, and you will... Come. It says, knock, and the door will be... Open. Amen. And so you've got to do something first. Amen. Uh, there's an alignment that you have to get yourself in. You've got to do something first. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, uh, you might say, well, you know, I am doing something. God bless what I'm doing. You can be real pious about it, too. Oh, God bless what I'm doing. Or... Brother Kenny, you can do what God's blessing. You know what I'm seeing, what God's doing here in this church, and I'm going to I'm going to go after that because they're getting blessed. Uh, I can remember people being at an altar call one time, and I mean the power of God has fallen down, people's falling back and falling down, and uh, uh, all of a sudden the guy that I went, uh, we was teenagers, about 18, 19 years old, he comes running up to the altar. He says, I want some of that. I'm going to get around those people. And you know what? That's all you have to do. He knew that God was there. And it wasn't that he said, oh, I need God back here. He ran up there to where God was at. Amen. And that's what we need to do. Amen. Uh, We need to align, have an alignment. We need to have the power. We've got the authority today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I don't care if you're young. I don't care if you're middle aged. I don't care if you're an old man like me. I can whip anybody in here today, by the way. Amen. But God's got some help for your journey. Amen. I don't know about you, but if you don't know the Lord, this is a place to find Him. If you're not where you need to be in the Lord, this is a place to come. Amen. We're going to open it up right now. If you need, something from God, come on up here. There'll be somebody to pray with you. Amen.